Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, lady. It's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform, Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode in her space. Because beauty genuinely, truly does start inside. Like you can have nice physical features and attributes and that's cool. And that's like, don't get me wrong. Like I, I love being, I consider myself a very beautiful woman. Even with me not loving the size that I am right now. I think that I'm a beautiful woman and I, and I enjoy being a beautiful woman. But I think that that's icing on the cake. Like my beauty, my physical beauty is not the cake. It's the icing. And nobody wants a bowl of icing. Welcome to Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist. And Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, Please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey girl, hey, it's Terry here from the Her Space Podcast. Every Wednesday, I release a Wisdom Wednesday mini episode that'll give you the quick boost you need to get you through hump day. Visit herspacepodcast.com and click the Wisdom Wednesday with Terry link under start here to get your weekly gems. I hope to see you there. Lady, today we have a very special treat for you in her space. She exudes black girl magic, girl boss vibes, and her skin is freaking amazing, okay? Dr. Myla Bennett is a business mogul, board certified plastic surgeon, and speaker based in Johns Creek, Georgia. She's the owner of Adara Bella Plastic Surgery and Medical Spa, a multi-million dollar plastic surgery center dedicated to helping women preserve their youth in a natural appearing way. A member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, Dr. Myla is a native of Cleveland, Ohio, and is one of six children raised in a single parent home. You may have seen her on Bravo, TEDx, Radio One, WeTV, and more. Dr. Milo, welcome to Her Space. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. You guys made me sound pretty sweet in that intro. I'm like, yes. that's me, girl. That's me, <laughs> Dope, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you like that intro, then you will enjoy our quote of the day. What's that? Anytime an opportunity comes along and it violates unleashing a woman's inner and outer beauty, 
I'm not going to do it. You got that right. That's me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's you. That's right. <laughs> and so, Dr. Milo, we want to kind of just dive right on into the conversation. Let's do it. Let's go ahead and do it. We're just going to be real, Dr. Marla. Let's address the elephant in the room because we have so many questions for you. So we just want to jump in with this. Many of us were taught or we've heard that plastic surgery is for white people, right? You know, many of us have heard that in our our household, in our community. Right. You heard that at the same time you heard black don't crack. Okay. That okay. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> and it tends to be, there tends to be a lot of shame and judgment when a black woman does decide to enhance her body. So we just want to know what shaped your views on plastic surgery over the years. And what would you say to a woman that's contemplating surgery, but doesn't feel, you know, she feels judged or people are, are judging her. Or she's judging herself. That is a really great question and a loaded question. So, you know, I am, I'm very different than many plastic surgeons in that I've gotten to a point after the things that I've seen and experienced over the last four years since I opened my practice since moving to Atlanta and since actually experiencing the dark side of plastic surgery, which I was extremely naive to before I moved to Atlanta, where I sometimes I'm like, why are you doing this? So while I am definitely pro doing things to make you feel good and confident in yourself, I am anti ignoring what's going on on the inside that might cause you to do things to your outside that maybe aren't so safe. So one of my big passions is talking about the dangers of plastic surgery and trying to keep women, specifically Black women, from dying from plastic surgery. Because the people who tend to die from plastic surgery are minority women who are often are of a lower socioeconomic status. So it's kind of that question is kind of like if you had asked me that question three years ago, my answer probably would have been very different. But now I'm kind of more than you would probably expect. I, I definitely do try to dive into the the reasoning behind why a woman is getting surgery before I do the surgery. So there's most of the women, most of the women who come to my office are in a pretty good mental space. And as long as I can see that the reason they're getting the surgery is because of themselves, then I'm okay with it. The problem comes when a person's getting the surgery to please someone else or because they think it's going to change their whole life. You know, if I have a smaller waist and a bigger butt, then, you know, I'll be more successful. Like all these kind of things, that type of thing, you know, I try to dive deeper and help them understand that you know, their value has absolutely nothing to do with what they look like. So, I mean, that question is just, it's it's really kind of hard for me to answer it because my mindset as far as plastic surgery goes has changed dramatically over the last four years. And I can appreciate that. And so, and, and what I really appreciate is saying there's a consideration for their mental health status before diving into plastic surgery. And so have you ever had any instances where you've maybe told a potential client to seek therapy and girl then yeah come out? child all the time honey <laughs> i got dr sherry on speed dial literally i'll walk out and be like they need to see dr sherry before we can set up the, we, before we can book surgery it's not common that i say flat out no the times where i'll say just like no i'm not i won't do it usually it's a physical health thing 
But if it's a mental health thing, usually it's more of a not right now. Let's get this sorted out. And then we can talk about this thing that you want to modify or make better or whatever. I send people to Dr. Sherry is the therapist that I use for myself. And so I trust her. And so when I, the la- because the ladies that, that tend to come to my office, they're not crazy. There's nothing wrong with them. We all have things that we are trying to sort through, work through, things that we bury, things that we learn to adapt to. And the, the, the adaptation may be a pathologic one. And so we all do that so that we can get through life and survive. And so one of the things I more than just take a consideration about their mental health, like that's the first thing that I'm assessing when I meet meet patients. It's the first thing. And it is extremely common. My practice is not, it, it is extremely atypical. The norm in my office is, you know, I, I book an hour for a consultation, for in-person consultation. Those tend to go longer than the ones like that are virtual. I say, I save, I put aside an hour's worth of time. And usually 90% of the time, someone from my staff has to knock on the door and drag me out of the room. <laughs> And I'll be like, oh, wait, we haven't. Hold on. Let let me examine her. I haven't even looked at whatever she's complaining about yet because we spent the last hour talking about something completely unrelated to physical things. Like I have like a a sixth sense. And if I see if I see something that in their eyes, in their voice, you know, that that makes me feel like there's a bigger issue, then I start to probe and God will just drop the, the right question in my head to make them break. And then they'll share and we can work through that and I can figure out, is this something that we need to deal with before surgery or after surgery? Mm-hmm. You know, and if it's something that I'm like, we, we have to deal with this first, then, you know, they, they trust me. You know, they, they trust me because I actually am. I, I'm showing that I care. And I'm like, OK, listen, let's get this sorted out and then we'll do your surgery. And they'll be like, OK, and they'll go and meet with the therapist. If they have somebody lined up already, cool. Ninety percent of the time they just go to Dr. Sherry. You know, and then when they're good, they come back, we do their surgery and they, you know, live happily ever after. That's not the normal way plastic surgeons work. My office is more like a ministry. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. I'm like, this sounds so amazing. I want to sign up. I don't even want anything done, but I'm like, I want to go to this office. Like, this is, this is great. The bedside manner is awesome. Now, one thing you mentioned in the first response was you talked about how sometimes women will want to get surgery for someone else. Can we talk about like what you see out there and what women can do to like protect themselves if they have a partner that's like, oh, I want you to get this done or you need this in order to be you know, better? Not just women, men too. Mm. Um, I've got two stories. One is a man and one is a woman. The girl, I call her a girl because she was like in her early 20s and she was married, but she was a baby still in my, you know, in my eyes. And She called me because she wanted to, she consulted with me because she wanted to have her Brazilian butt lift reversed. So she was a thin girl with a pretty athletic build and she wanted to get some liposuction on her abdomen. Like her abdomen, she had a kid, her abdomen was kind of stubborn, like the fat that was staying there. Everywhere else she was toned, she was working out, she was eating right and her belly was just not letting up. And And she went to a doctor in Florida and they, it's one of those places where they love to do Brazilian butt lifts. And they're like, if we're going to take the fat out, we don't want to waste it, you know? And her husband was like, well, baby, if you're going to get the fat out, you may as well just put it in your butt, you know? And she didn't really want to do it. And he kept kind of pushing. And so she went ahead and did it. And then she was completely embarrassed. 
Like, and it wasn't even that big, but because she didn't want it, mm-hmm. what she saw was not quite the same as what was there. You know, like it wasn't a bad Brazilian butt lift. It wasn't one of those huge, ridiculous ones. She didn't look like a caricature. You know, a lot of these people purposely look, you know, get bodies to look like a cartoon exaggeration of a woman. Mm-hmm. Hers wasn't even that, 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 that kind, but because she didn't really want it herself, what she saw and what was there was two totally different things. This girl was distraught and she was trying to figure out how to get this thing smaller. And I spent an hour on the phone trying to help her understand that it's not her husband's fault. It's her fault because she's the one who signed the consent form and laid down on the table for a surgery she didn't want. And this is a lesson you need to learn that you don't change and alter your body for another human. I don't care who it is. You don't, you don't do that. If he likes big butts, then he can get fat transferred into his butt. (laughs) Then there was this man. So I went to a restaurant to get food to go. And I'm sitting at the bar waiting on my food to be prepared. And I happened to be sitting next to this guy. He wasn't even my patient. And he struck up a conversation with me. And then whenever I tell people I'm a doctor, they start spilling everything, right? So of course, I don't know how we got on the subject of my profession, but we did. And he was like, he started pouring his heart out about his wife who had convinced him. He was in his fifties and he had recently had a circumcision in his fifties because his wife peer pressured him to do it. She's like, listen, I'm over this. You need to get this taken care of. Like she was not happy with his uncircumcised member. And so he reluctantly got circumcised in his fifties at his wife's request. And what happened was the doctor removed a little bit too much skin. And when he would get an erection, it couldn't stretch out all the way. Like he could feel it trying to grow more, but it couldn't because it wasn't enough skin. Oh, so basically it shrunk his, his man, man. Okay. (laughs) This man was so angry. He was angry. So now their marriage is a disaster because he resents her for pressuring him to do it. You know, he feels insecure because it's smaller. It hurts because it's trying to stretch more and it can't. And a circumcision in your fifties is painful, like very painful. When babies get circumcised, when little babies get circumcised, Literally, they don't even get anesthesia. They don't get local anesthesia. They give them this stuff called sweet ease. It's like sugar water. And that's enough for the kid to get through it. And they don't even, you know, they don't even flinch. But when you're a big grown 50 something year old man, you got all kind of nerves and sensation going to that thing. And this man underwent a circumcision because his wife peer pressured him to and made him smaller. And they're probably going to end up, they're probably going to end up divorced. The stuff he was saying to me was so bad as far as the way they were related to one another after that happened. And now he doesn't even, you know, he doesn't like what's going on with himself. And it was because, and I told him, I told him the same thing I told the other girl. You don't need to be mad at her. You did it. You signed the consent form. You agreed to it. You laid down and let him do it. That's your, that's your, you did that. You don't change your body for another person. You just don't do that. Wow. This, it definitely sounds like there needs to be some type of therapy consultation ahead of time before anybody agrees to any type of plastic surgery? Well, sort of, but not really. Okay. So, so, I mean, I talk to so many women, you know, on a regular basis where they're just fine and we move on with surgery, you know, but I think you just need to have a person who actually cares about that to pay attention. 
Because I would say 90% of my consults don't need therapy. Okay. Even if it's like, so, you know, sometimes I'll, you know, I always, I'm always like extremely encouraging and uplifting to women who come into my office. Women, naturally, we beat ourselves up. We pick ourselves apart physically, you know? And so, you know, if they call themselves fat, I'll like correct them like, no, 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 no. Or if they say, oh my God, I look terrible. You know, I'm like, no, you're beautiful. Even if we change nothing, what you have going on is normal for a woman who's had children. You know, I'm always like encouraging, but it's not like with most people, it's not to the point where I feel like you need a therapist. But when people do need a therapist, like how you end up with a beautiful woman who disfigures herself completely and she doesn't even realize it, like Lil' Kim or people like that, is because somebody just didn't pay attention. When they came in and there was clearly something else that they were battling with that has nothing to do with the physical. You know, a lot of women will come into my office in their 40s or so. And now now their kids are off in college. That's kind of the time where you kind of are like, what am I even doing in this world? Like, you know, I did all this stuff to, to get this job and I hate it. I, I don't like these people. I don't want to go here. You know, people look at me like I'm crazy because I'm successful and accomplished. It's time for me to do something for me. And the easy thing for women to seek out, to, to, to notice that they can make different or do something for themselves are physical things, you know? So I know that the women, when they show up to me, a lot of times, you know, they're in a season in their life where they're like, I'm about to focus on myself and in focusing on themselves, they think, let me fix my belly when really it might be, they need to figure out where their career should go now, or They need to rediscover their relationship with their spouse because they spent the last 25 years focusing on their children and they don't even know their spouse anymore. Or, you know, it's like stuff like that that they need to deal with that they can't really put their finger on or they don't, they haven't recognized that that's maybe the real problem. But the tummy tuck that they clearly could use is obvious. So, you know, I just kind of take the time to see if it's a bigger issue we need to work on and we can still do your tummy tuck. Like if, you know, if you're trying to rediscover your, your spouse, or figure out what your next step is from a career standpoint, that doesn't mean you can't get a tummy tuck. You know, but like I had a lady a few weeks ago who had issues in her marriage and then her husband died. And in their relationship prior to his death, she there was like all these insecurities that she had. And so once she once once he died, you know, from things that he had said to her while they were married, she's like, well, I need to fix my body before I can get back out there. Nothing was wrong with her body. Mm-hmm. So she got all this stuff, you know, when really she kind of needed to deal with the pathology in their relationship. She got all this stuff and then she got a bad complication from it. So then she spent money and time trying to correct the complication. It kind of just started her down this path. And I'm like, you know, when she made it to me, I asked enough questions to pull all that out. And I'm like, listen, she was one of those people that I said, yes, you do. This could be better but I'm not going to touch you until you talk to a therapist. Mm -hmm. She was one of those, but you know, it's usually not that it's usually not that serious, but hers was one where it was clear. Like you started down this path for someone else who died. Like you got all these unresolved issues that you can't ever work out with him because he's gone. And then you started basically violating yourself to try to correct what you thought was wrong with you because of things that he said. And now you're trying to correct the complications of the violation. Like it was just kind of like, you know, it was time to stop that and deal with the the real issue. And then we can fix what, you know, maybe is not optimal. It's very complex. People are very complex. And 
you know, I just, I try to use my knowledge and my experiences and my influences to help women kind of break free from the things that are holding them back and make it so that if they do get surgery, they actually can enjoy it. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. And Dr. Myla, you do such a good job on Facebook sharing safe practices for choosing a plastic surgeon. And you address many of the unfortunate deaths of women who've had a bad experience with surgery, right? Where surgery has gone bad. What are the red flags that women should look out for when choosing a surgeon? Well, first you want to make sure it's a surgeon. So a lot of non-surgeon doctors try to do cosmetic plastic surgery because it's cash. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned to get those promo codes and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone, not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans, and it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the rich black auntie. It was good. Now, you know, black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, you know, all the changes that came in healthcare with Barack Obama, while there's some of the things were good, some of them weren't the best for doctors. And a lot of these changes ran some doctors out of practice. They had to either join a hospital to become an employee or they had to figure out a cash hustle in order to stay afloat. And unfortunately, that translated to a lot of like a almost an epidemic of doctors who aren't qualified to perform surgery, trying to perform plastic surgery because it's cash. So then now you have, you know, people who are doctors and the lay person's like, oh, well, they're an MD. And I'm like, yeah, but are they a surgeon? Because the training is is very, very different. And not only do you need to be a surgeon, but you specifically need to be a plastic surgeon because the training is very, very different. There's a reason why we go down specialty paths once we graduate medical school for years in order to be safe, ethical, and proficient in a particular specialty. And so someone going to do a weekend course doesn't compare to a person who spent six or seven years learning the craft. You know, so you want to make sure that the doctor is a surgeon. You want to make sure that the doctor is a plastic surgeon and you want to make sure they're board certified in plastic surgery, not cosmetic surgery, not family medicine, not OBGYN, not ER, not derm, but plastic surgery. That's the first thing. One of the red flags that tells you that the person perhaps is not a plastic surgeon is if you go to their website and you can't find anything about their background as far as training, education, doctors tend to like to brag on their credentials. Like nerds like to brag on credentials, right? So <laughs> if a doctor, if you go to their website and you can't find anywhere like they trained, they went to undergrad at this place and medical school at this place and then they completed their residency at this place and fellowship at this place and they took the boards and blah, 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 blah. If you can't find that, they're hiding it. Wow. Yeah, so... Look for the page with their credentials on it. If it doesn't exist, leave and go to another person. Go to another page. The other thing you can do to verify that it's a real plastic surgeon is when you choose a person that you think, you know, okay, I like this doctor. Let me, you know, I think I want to dive deeper into this doctor. Go to the American Board of Plastic Surgeons website and type their name in the search. And if they don't come up, pick another doctor. You know, like... You just want to make sure you have a real plastic surgeon first and foremost. Then you can start looking at before and after pictures and reviews. But you just have to keep in mind, every doctor, all of us, are going to put up our best pictures. Mm -hmm. There are some patients that I'm like, the result is amazing when I consider where they started. But it's not a a result that I would put on my my Instagram. We're all like that. Nobody's going to, you're going to put up the absolute best of what you have. And so just because you see a bunch of nice before and after pictures doesn't mean that they don't have a rash of deaths behind them or a boatload of complications waiting in the wings. So that's the kind of things you kind of need to pay attention to. That sounds scary. It is scary, girl. It's real stuff. (laughs) I'm like, wait, hold on. Somebody like has a boatload of deaths. Girl, yes. And these women will go knowing that. And that's the part where the mental part comes in. Because it's like, how can you know? Okay, so this summer I did a video in June after this lady from Birmingham, Alabama died getting surgery from this doctor in the Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. And the very next week, another lady died at the hands of that doctor 
And the very next week after that, another lady died at the hands of that doctor. I'm like, okay, so when the first lady died, she might have been his first death. And if it wasn't his first death, it was the first one in a really long time. But if I was on the schedule for the following week, I would have canceled my surgery. Yeah. And I most certainly, if I was the one after two women died in a seven-day period, it's no way in hell I would have laid down on the table and let that man touch me. I'm like, this man need to get his life right. He need to go get right with the Lord. He need to go take some more crap. He need to sit down for a second. That's what I would have been thinking. There's no way that I would have got the, the first person accident, we can say. But the second one and definitely the third one, it's almost like you're not really a victim. Like you literally knew he just killed two people mm-hmm. and you still was like, I'm going to get this BBL. Like you, that's crazy. That's a mental mm-hmm. problem to me. And I wonder if this might be the issue for a lot of people. Is Do you think that it's about cost? It doesn't matter. Okay, so there is no number that I could put on the value of my life. So mm-hmm. if you kill two people in the last seven days, I don't give a damn. I don't care if I paid you $50,000 and I lose every cent of it. If you just kill two people in the last seven days, why on earth would I lay down? Like, is there not a, there's a number that would make you say, let me just die? Not for me. That's what I'm saying. That's mental illness. The one that I had did that video about, that's one thing. He hadn't killed nobody yet. But the second one and definitely the third one, it's like, why on earth would you go there? He just killed two people in the last 10 days. And you went and laid down and let him kill you. And then everybody want to get mad at the doctor. Well, I mean, the doctor does suck, but we have to take responsibility for ourselves. Yeah, I think this definitely ties back to like there are definitely some people, like you said, who before having plastic surgery need to seek therapy first. Right. Like, why are you that desperate for a butt? Like, I think there's something that goes a lot. I think it's there's something that's a lot deeper than. I need this butt. It is like you'll hear them say, well, man be saying they don't care, but then they be wandering around. They cheating with the girl with the big butt. He cheated with the girl with the big butt. He didn't marry the girl with the big butt. Like no one cares. People half the time folks end up marrying folks that are completely different than what they physically normally go for. (laughs) No one cares. Like it's not that serious. You know, like they're, they're doing all these things so that they can get a selfie of their waistline to post on Instagram. Yeah. It's that's, it's sad. Like there's so much more to a woman than what she physically looks like. And don't get me wrong. Like I have my, my own insecurities physically. Like, you know, I had a baby two years ago and in the last like 18 months, I gained like 50 pounds after she was born. I am totally insecure with the way I look physically. Like I do not like the way that I look. My body looks physically after I gain all this weight. But I'm definitely not about to kill myself because of it. Like I'm not going to go somewhere where I have to literally legit be afraid I'm not going to wake up trying to make my belly go down. I'll just stay fat before I do that. Well, question for you, Dr. Myla. So I feel like we've been programmed as women for the as long as I can remember. Because I remember feeling this way even when I was in like middle school about our bodies, right? And what the ideal body type is. And we always hear about 36, 24, 36. 36. Mm -hmm. I just want to know. Does a bomb ass body make someone happy? And I know that's probably no. a silly question, but can you talk no. about the people you know with bomb ass bodies that are still not happy? Uh, Halle Berry. 
<laughs> I mean, like uh, there's the names there's, out there. Uh-oh. No, I'm just saying, like, every, like it's known that she has a hard time holding relationships together, and like she's one of the most beautiful women in the world because beauty, the physical part, is like is you don't just think about. Okay, think about people you da- may have dated in the past when you you know you first got one. Like, oh my god, he's so fine, and the more you got to know him, the less you saw that. Mm. Or a person who maybe wasn't that physically appealing to you and the better they treated you all of a sudden you look at them and you want to kiss them Mm -hmm. because beauty genuinely truly does start inside like you can have nice physical features and attributes and that's cool and that's like don't get me wrong like i i love being i consider myself a very beautiful woman even with me not loving the size that i am right now i think that i'm a beautiful woman and i and i enjoy being a beautiful woman but I think that that's icing on the cake. Like my beauty, my physical beauty is not the cake. It's the icing. And nobody wants a bowl of icing. Right? No substance, right? No, you, you don't want icing. a bowl of icing. That's going to make your teeth hurt. Okay. That's probably going to make your hair hurt. Your stomach going to start hurting. If all you have is icing, like you need some cake. Mm-hmm. Like, and I can eat cake with no icing. It's called pound cake. Cake Ay. with no icing is still delicious. Like, yes. so you want to have the cake dealt with first and then the icing. Like, like I literally with my daughter, my sons are very attractive kids. I praise them for things that are not physical. Mm-hmm. Like other people were like, oh my God, he's so cute. He's so cute. But you don't really hear me saying that because I don't want them to hang their hats on their appearance. Exactly. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of the problem. People think that if they look good then everything falls. No, if you look good, you might get somebody to pay you some attention for a minute. But when there's nothing underneath it, that goes away. Like, and this is why all these beautiful women are manless. Them chicks with the with the mom bodies on the beach with they they're on their beach with a man on Thanksgiving and Valentine's Day. Their men are home and making them smile, and all the girls with the sweet bodies and the perfect looking faces with all the filters on Instagram. Are talking about ain't no good men out there. You're going to miss me when I'm gone and all this other stuff that they're posting to justify why they're alone. Now, I have to ask, Dr. Milam, because you have an emphasis on the inner beauty, right? Mm -hmm. So then it almost kind of sounds like you're selling yourself out of business, if that makes sense. Well, because, okay, so that's, I'm so glad you said that. So. I've been in this transition over the last four years. I have been purposely trying to create a career that plastic surgery proper is more like a hobby. So this is why I started my skincare line. This is why I speak. I'm actually going to be having a retreat in September, three-day retreat for women who want to be like the Proverbs 31 woman. These are the things that I want to do to maintain my lifestyle so that I can practice plastic surgery on my own terms because I do not want to contribute to the mental demise of any woman on this planet. I just don't want to be a part of that. So if I think that what they're trying to do is not in their best interest mentally or, you know, it's going to hurt them overall, I don't want to do it. I don't want to feel pressured to do it because I'm trying to make my house payment or my truck payment or pay my kids tuition. I don't want to feel pressure to do something that I think is wrong for a woman to live my lifestyle. 
And so I have been very aggressive in diversifying my financial portfolio so that I could practice plastic surgery on terms that I can live with. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. I love it. I love it. That is very powerful. Now, Dr. Miley, we want to switch up the energy just a little bit right here. And... (laughs) Because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman, and we believe that it's okay to be classy and ratchet. Sophista ratchet. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Sophista ratchet. There we go. You can still be elegant and dance to strip club music. We want to invite you (laughs) to the OU Clatchet segment. So, Dr. Myla, do you take on the. Oh, she said, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. So, our first question for you. What's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? Oh, my God. I can't answer that question with all kind of people listening. Uh-oh. uh-oh. I'm kind of bad. The second most spontaneous. Um, (laughs) And my mama might listen to this. Oh, honey. Uh I need to tell y'all that offline. Okay. Okay. Because I've done some. I'm not a, like, I'm, like, I'm conservative with some things. And then I'm real, I'm kind of like a wild child with other things. Yes. Okay. okay. She got the clatches spirit up in there. The classy red. I can't answer that question because, you know, I'm trying to, like, get right with the Lord and stuff. Okay. We got you. We're going to read between the lines. Girl, Girl, read between the lines, girl. It's probably as bad as you think. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So... Probably if you reflect on some of those spontaneous moments, my guess is that there's a cringeworthy outfit in there. So can you talk to us about the most cringeworthy outfit you've ever worn? That was probably in my college days when I had when I didn't have a mom body. <laughs> I mean, I kept my belly out and like I mean I wore bra tops and Daisy Dukes and I mean, I college. Okay, girl. Yeah, like I, I had blonde hair, short blonde hair, and my belly stayed out because it was flat. And hey. I had like a butt, and I had boobs, and my boobs before these three children got to them looked like <laughs> I had breast implants, even though I didn't. Like they were per. Like my body was awesome. That's why I'm kind of still in mourning that mm. she's gone, and I'm trying to figure out how to get her back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's real, girl. Yeah, I was bad. Hey, there she go. Yeah, I was bad. There she go. Now, all right, Dr. Mylan, who is your bad boy or bad girl crush? I love, I used to want to be Diddy's fourth baby mama. (laughs) (laughs) I used to love Mrs. Diddy. All right, Dr. Combs, we see you over there. My boo, yeah. (laughs) Don't he have three baby mamas? That sounds right. Yeah, I, I wanted to be the next right? one, whatever number it was. <laughs> I can't remember. Sound I lost count. I used to want to be. I used to want to be his fourth baby mama. <laughs> but yeah, I've grown up now. I don't want to be anybody's baby mama. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Doctor Byler, what is your favorite drink? Long Island iced tea, top shelf. I can't do no cheap liquor and. Top shelf. I'm with you. I'm allergic to cheap liquor. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the best of the best, okay? (laughs) Now, Dr. Wilder, our last question for you. Are you going to twerk or two-step? Which one? Girl, I'm old, child. I'm 42. These knees can't twerk. (laughs) I don't think they could. If I was in better shape, I would twerk. But 
because if I try to go down there, I probably wouldn't be able to get back up. I'm going to go ahead on the two-step. That's the only reason. It's a default answer. <laughs> no judgment, no judgment. No judgment. And you did say, but you did say you're trying to get right with the Lord. So I am maybe trying to get right with the Lord. might get you a little bit closer. That's right. I'm trying to get right with the Lord. Well, Dr. Milo, we just want to thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate the work that you do, the awesome ministry that you have. And we want to let our listeners know, where can they find you online? So on Instagram, my personal page is Dr. Myla, D-R-M-Y-L-A. And then I have Instagram pages for my plastic surgery practice, which is Adara Bella, E-D-E-R-R-A-B-E-L-L-A. And my skincare line is Pretty Skin Rx. And then on Facebook, it's kind of the same stuff. Perfect. We'll add links in our show notes, ladies, so you can catch up with Dr. Myla. And we just want to thank you so much, Dr. Myla. This was awesome. Super insightful. Thanks for having me. It was really fun. Hey, lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Her Space podcast. Do you have a burning question you're dying to get feedback on? Do you want an unbiased perspective on a situation you're facing? If so, visit herspacepodcast.com and click Ask Dr. Dom under the Start Here option. Every Tuesday, I'll choose a few questions and answer them at random. Thanks for joining us today in Her Space. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but it is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerSpacePodcast, or check out our website at HerSpacePodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. There's something inside of me that's bigger than any obstacle. We'll see you next week, lady. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.